Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The work continues, but from a different location. Thursday, May 23, 2023. Mark that date. That is the anniversary of Jesus' return to heaven. And why are we talking about that today? Well, let us talk together and you will understand what is on my mind, what is in the title. Jesus came to earth to redeem us. That is no ordinary assignment. It cost him his life, but that was the great price he had to pay so that folks like you and me could become children of God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying so that we could gain eternal life. I am truly grateful. Well, you and I know that Jesus came back from the dead on the first day of the week, which we know to be Sunday. For the next 40 days, Jesus interacted with his disciples in different ways. There was the instance when he turned up at the seashore and he led the seven disciples, including Peter, in the miracle of the great catch, 153 huge fish. But easily, the most impactful moment occurred while he was with the apostles on the Mount of Olives, and then it happened. Acts 1 verses 8 to 11. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said. Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. He ascended right after telling them one last message about the Holy Spirit. He will empower believers to be amazingly powerful evangelists everywhere they go. Imagine you are listening to someone and then they start to rise from the ground. It is not a tornado. It is not a strong wind. What do you say? What do you do? Well, those guys, they just kept looking up and it was the two men in white who interrupted their trance and told them basically, he is coming back, not today, but when he comes back in the same way you see him going up into heaven, he will be right here. One thing is certain, he's not coming back as a baby, but certainly as a, <laughs> a risen king. What happened next? Well, this is my understanding. When he arrived in heaven, there was this dramatic scene. He did not just land in heaven. He arrived in style. The ancient doors, the everlasting doors were shut. Let us read what Psalm 24 says. Lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. 
Are you seeing this playing out? The king of glory has arrived. He is the one who was crucified 43 days ago and defeated Satan and set sinners free. The one who was buried and came back from the dead victorious, having conquered death and hell and completed the salvation plan. The one who we heard from some time later that he was dead and now he is alive forevermore and he has the keys of death and hell. Who is at the ancient doors, the Lord Almighty. I cannot even imagine when those ancient doors open and the grand entrance, the grand return of the Word who became flesh, the celebration of the return of the Lamb who drank that bitter cup at Calvary and fulfilled the Father's plan. His name is Jesus, my friend, and there was a ceremony. The procession led him into the throne room in heaven where his Father was waiting for the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah to appear. Could this be the moment that Paul talks about in Philippians 2 verses 9 through 11? Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hey, don't look at me like that. In John 17 verses 4 and 5, Jesus prayed it. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. That's right, Paul. His father did just that by giving him this amazingly powerful name. There is no one more deserving of this honor than Jesus who died to redeem us back to God. And then the biggest piece. Jesus sat down. No, Jesus sat down on the throne. No, Jesus sat down at the right hand of his father in heaven. What a thunderous applause when Jesus took up his place beside his father. And in that moment, Jesus continued the work against Satan. When he sat down, my friend, he started the ministry of intercession for the redeemed here back on earth. See Romans 8 and verse 34. And it continues to this day. But I want to end with the most amazing activity that Jesus continues to do from the throne, sitting by his father. It is recorded in Ephesians 1, and it tells the story better than I could ever, because I am not worthy or able to describe what Jesus is been, has been doing since then, an activity that once and for all drives Satan and his cohorts into eternal doom and simultaneously builds the church that he said the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I am just in awe, my friend, as I'm receiving this revelation from the Holy Spirit. Let me stop so you can get the picture and the momentous thrill that I am experiencing even now as the scripture speaks of my Jesus. I pray that the 
eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. And every time and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that the work continues, but from a different location.